You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with our guys, Bill Brilo and Dwight Albrecht. To be joined now to start off the spare time uh, bowling show this week is our guy, USBC, back-to-back Masters champion. He is Anthony Simonson. Anthony, thanks for coming on, man. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I guess first things first, I want to kind of rewind a little bit, obviously, because uh, you're a rock star at this point, uh, winning as many titles <laughs> as you've had uh, at this age. When did this all start for you, bowling? What Was it your parents were involved in it, or how did it all start? Yeah, uh, so both my parents bowled, my brother bowled, uh, my mom and dad bowled a little bit. So it was just kind of a family thing. Uh, and then, I mean, I was kind of just the one to continue it on. My brother still bowls. Uh, Today, he's actually been on a little run himself, bowling a few 300 uh, the last couple of weeks. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it just started at a young age. And then it was one of those deals where if I was at the bowling alley, you probably knew my parents were somewhere there and or I was dropped off and that's where I was hanging out for the day. You know, Anthony, when you were younger, it's not easy to get your, you know, feet wet in bowling without a lot of action matches, that kind of thing. Is that still pretty active? Was that your key in Texas, like getting in young, bowling guys for money that, you know, maybe you had or your parents backed you with, and then to, to get that mental toughness that you always seem to show in the lanes now? No, so I actually, uh, I mean, honestly, nobody really gambles like the way they used to back in the day. I know Dallas has some uh, crazy stories of guys like Dell and Dino and DJ and I me, mean, knowing all kinds of people bowling action. Uh, okay. nothing, nothing really too much of that, but there were some guys who, uh, they pulled some pot games, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And generally speaking, they would, uh, they would bowl, you know, on three or four pairs bowling games across and I would just bowl on the pair next to them trying to beat them. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't, I didn't really do too much, uh, gamma. I think at that point I was actually still a youth bowler. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I think one thing that's helped is I, I started bowling with the adults at like 16. So I've, I've had a few years of experience that uh, most 26-year-olds don't really have in the adult competitive world. So, Anthony, congratulations first on winning the Masters again for a second year in a row. Um, I guess the first question I have for you is, when did you start to decide that two-handed style was going to be the way for you? Did you ever try using your thumb? Uh, so, 
actually did use my thumb probably up until my mid-teens. Like, uh, I don't know exactly, to be honest. But it's like 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Uh, actually, the Lavery brothers, I was, we were bowling a tournament or something, and I bowled a lot with them growing up. Uh, I was complaining about my thumb hurting. And ultimately, the cause of my thumb hurting was the ball had the wrong pitch drilled in it. Whoops. Uh, but uh, they were like, you know, you could just not use it. And so then it, I just took it out and you know, started fiddling with it. It was like, wow, that's actually kind of a, kind of a good idea. So I always you know, give those guys a little bit of credit where it's due, you know. Uh, but I, I threw it one-handed for probably a couple months, I think, as a three-year-old. Uh, there's a, an old article that uh, the, bowler, the bowling news uh, in the Dallas and, like, the southwest area that they wrote up, uh, and the picture actually is me throwing a six-pound ball one-handed. <laughs> so here's then the, the second part of the question is uh, um, what do you then uh, – feel that is going to be is the thing that makes you different than the other two handers out there being a coach myself I, I think it's how close you get to the foul line when you release the ball um, compared to Belmo, Belmo which is much more vertical upright at, at the release is that uh, I, in your eyes the key to your success is, is your improved accuracy uh, I mean I, I, I guess I'm accurate but I'm, I also feel like I'm just kind of one of those guys who I'm willing to if I think something's out there, I'm willing to at least give it a shot. And sometimes that works. And I mean, I don't know why the, you know, my, why I get as low as I do. I don't know if that attests to playing soccer for, you know, 10, 12 years growing up or, uh, you know, just being a really small kid and really having to use my legs to get the ball down the lane anyways. Um, so it might've just been something, you know, from an early age that I, I kind of started. I have a, an old video clip that I'll be sure to show Phil uh, at the bowling alley today. Uh, but, you know, that's, I don't know. That's just kind of always been the thing. I've always got relatively low, had a, a pretty good knee bend getting into the line. World Series of Bowling uh, in town in Milwaukee at Bolero Lanes. So i to go see your PBA, favorite PBA bowlers like Anthony Simonson all week long. Uh, talk about the, the, the physical part of it, obviously, because we've had this conversation too as far as, you know, the injuries, the wears and the tears uh, on the body when you're bowling. Uh, throughout your life uh, and maybe how that side of it has changed. What is your regimen, I guess, to stay in shape uh, throughout the course of the week? Uh, nothing really crazy. I'm not one of those guys that's in the gym all the time uh, or ever. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I do spend uh, – for me, I, I try to – during the week while we're bowling, just a lot more water than soda. Uh, occasionally, I – I seem to drink a lot more soda than water at times, but uh, no, I, mean, I don't really do anything crazy. I'll occasionally help out uh, Classic Products, the distribution center. Sure. Uh, so doing some heavy lifting up some bowling balls and moving some kids around. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that helps, helps get a little bit of the weight off. But no, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy for me. It's just trying to drink a lot more water while competing. So the first TV show coming out of the World Series of Bowling, it doesn't matter what you do for the 60 games this week. We're probably going to see you on a show or two next week for sure. But you've got that USA versus the World Bowling coming up. Uh, you get Belmo in that uh, singles match on Saturday on Fox Sports. Uh, how how cool is it to once again represent your country in a competition? And do you wish that the competition, the rest of it would be down at Holler House as well instead of just uh, <laughs> at, at uh, Bolero Wauwatosa? Would you want to bowl Belmo head-to-head at Holler House? 
I mean, with the bar action that he had there, I mean, I don't think I want to bowl. He's able to, do that. He's able to bowl 240 everywhere, but he made it a lot easier uh, than I think all eight of us down there anticipated it being. <laughs> what, what was your thoughts on Holler House uh, in general? Uh, it's a neat place. Um, yeah, there was a lot of people there. It was cool to see a bunch of people hanging out for the show. Um, I mean, it's there's so much history involved in that place. Um, so to finally get to see it, yeah, I've been, uh, been out here numerous times. Uh, so I was just, just seeing all the signatures on the wall. People have been there. And, and uh, kind of like one of those things somebody mentioned, like, man, if, if these walls could talk. But <laughs> yeah, right. Stories that I'm sure they would be able to tell. So I know you bowl a lot of the programs and you're seeing more and more young kids coming up that are two-handed bowling and uh, obviously trying to do what you do, what Belmo does. Is there one piece of advice as a coach that you would want to have the kids try to implement the most uh, in their two young two-handed style? Is it the fast feet to generate the ball speed? Just your take on it. Uh, you know, Mark Baker has a really good point. I've been able to work with him uh with a couple of clinics and whatnot and kind of see a lot of what he's talked about is I think having a push away where it's, you're able to just use a lot less muscle um, seems to be able to let people throw it to the right a lot easier. You know, I, mean, I, I still kind of feel like it's one of those things where the one and two handed part of this is a little similar where I, I as a one hander, you know, you're not really trying to, pull it back. You're just kind of trying to let gravity feed it back where it needs to go. Uh, I think that's one thing where a lot of kids are trying to throw it so hard and, you know, get a lot of reps on it that they're just trying, you know, to whip it. So you start to see a lot of people use more of their elbow as opposed to like really getting their hand into a good spot. So I think it's just kind of focusing on that. I think a lot of people, I don't even know if it's parents or just the kids in general, but they get them into the heavier weight way too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good for like developmental purposes of not, not necessarily the muscles, but just understanding and learning how to physically bowl of making sure that they're actually using a weight that's comfortable where they are able to do some different things. And it's not just, you know, the only thing they're able to do is just grab the shit out of it. Pardon my language. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this year, off to a f- tremendous start, top 10 finishes at least in every event to this point. And I've noticed on TV that you're no longer bowling as your home center as the nerd in Las Vegas. Now it's the compound. Let the fans know what exactly is the compound and uh, wh- why has that contributed to your success this year? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's uh, for anybody out there listening that's into poker. Uh, there's a guy <laughs> by the name of Chris Unikin, uh, known as like the Big Hooney. Um, he actually has a house out there that has two bowling lanes in it. And over my couple years that I've lived out in Vegas, we've become friends. And I actually like assisted him uh, getting a lane machine over there whenever he first first got situated in the house. Um, but he's been a good buddy of mine, uh, hang out a decent amount, go to a bunch of events together. But he's just, he was kind of like, you know, I have these two lanes here. And like, I don't understand why you don't use them more because they're, not, they're right here. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be bothered in public. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I probably should. So uh, I just made use of the last, uh, probably about the last three weeks uh, before the tour, trying to get over there just about every day. Uh except for we were going hiking like once a week out there. So I normally took that day off. Um, but just getting over there and trying to bowl at least five, six games a day, sometimes uh, a little bit more than that. But just getting a lot more reps in than I might have previously had uh, leading into a short season. See, look at you. You're hiking. That's physical activity. <laughs> I, See, that counts. <laughs> I'm Why just did worried, you say that? I'm just worried about yeah, playing poker I, against Simon now. That's like, you know, that's like the person that, because we've only gone uh, I mean, probably five or six times. Uh, that's like the person that said they just started going to the gym, you know, on Monday and they're expecting results. On Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Talking with USBC masters champion, Anthony Simonson, uh, here on the spare time bowling show. All right. So tell me all, all about Bolero lanes in Milwaukee and, and how's this center shapes up and get some of the other centers you bowl in throughout the year. Uh, this one's kind of unique, you know, it's, it's essentially it's three bowling alleys in one. Uh, 324 lane centers. We're not using one of the bays uh, just for TV show purposes, but uh, you know, pair to pair can be tricky in here. Uh, getting your getting your ball to go through the pins uh, can be a little difficult, but you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, just kind of just another center, another center that we've competed at, and just kind of another day at the office. Appreciate it, Anthony. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I know you got to get to over to the bowling center. I uh, really appreciate it. Good luck this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You bet. You take later. care. There he is. Anthony Simonson uh, joining us. USBC masters champion back-to-back masters mm. uh, champion uh, here on the spare time bowling show. And uh, Phil was nice enough to kind of hook that yeah, up thanks, and uh, appreciate that. All right. So let's talk about uh, the PBA tour at the Holler house over the weekend. We brought up with Anthony Simonson a little bit. I was out of town, so I wasn't able to get over there. So uh, Phil, you start cause you were <laughs> kind of down there with the, the cameras and everything else, right? Yeah. Uh, PBA contracted me to come in with the production equipment, cameras, lights, all that other stuff. And, you know, it took a couple of days to get it set up. It was some unique challenges because concrete doesn't move. So, right. you know, trying to put cameras up and we had them all on one wall where they had wood paneling and Kathy down there and Tom were nice enough to let us make a few adjustments to the, to the woodwork down there. And uh, we, we got everything set up, took a couple of days. It was a lot of fun to shoot. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. And, uh, you can see me on camera once in a while trying to not hit my head on the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> so uh, for people for people around the country that have never been to the Holler House, explain what the Holler House is. It's 
the oldest certified lanes in the nation, continuously certified since 1910. They put the lanes in in 1908. The building itself is almost 150 years old. And it's just the upstairs is a party atmosphere, and downstairs it's so going back. The upstairs back is the years. bar. The upstairs is the bar. Right. And you go downstairs, you go down about seven stairs, make a turn, go down about four more, and then you're on the world's oldest certified alleys. And it's such a unique thing. They still have the pin boys uh, to reset the pins, the lanes, they hook in the front and they don't hook in the back. And, <laughs> you know, when you see Belmo leave a five pin and Tommy Jones leave an eight ten, you know, they're not mm-hmm. easy, even though they oil them with a, with a rag mop. And they tried giving the guys a little bit of a, 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 a tongue of oil down the middle for some hold, but it didn't really give them that much more hold or anything. It was, it, it's just one of those things where, it was neat to have so many fans that have never been there be able to see a match of that right. caliber go on. I mean, it's already got 90,000 views on YouTube in a day and whatever, a few hours. Because awesome. people wanted to see. So I said, I wish the whole the whole Fox and Fox Sports 1 thing for USA versus the world. Tom Clark, it's not too late. Get the Fox guys to move down there. I mean, it would be awesome to have that yes, right. match. I think it would be really cool. I mean, yeah. the 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 uh, Ryder Cup, they get to pick the course when they're hosting, that kind of thing. I right. think if you do USA versus the world and it keeps going. They should have the bowling center they get to pick to host it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I yeah. like it. Uh, all right. So so Phil was down there uh in the middle of it all. Uh, Dwight was there uh with his daughter as a spectator uh, yes. amongst uh the uh, the people in the bar area. Yes. Uh, you had to pay to get into the bar area, right? Is that how that works? Yes, you had to have a ticket to get in the bar, and it I think it was limited to 20 people. Oh wow. Oh, there was 40. There were 40. Oh, yeah. It, it broke every fire yeah. code. <laughs> now I know what a sardine feels like in a sardine can. Okay. Well, you had to know going in that it was going to be packed. Exactly. Though. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So how was it? it? It was a thrill of a lifetime. That's what I kept telling my daughter. I, I first want to thank a couple people. Number one, I introduced myself to Kathy, uh, the owner of Howler House. Right. Wonderful lady. She was really happy I introduced myself and talked about the radio show. Tom Clark, for having the vision to see that this could possibly happen for sure. Pure brilliance, absolutely pure, pure brilliance. Um, Again, um, I I stood next to a couple of my uh, customers. I have a lot to take away from that day. Um, uh, They they were nice enough. Uh, Natalie was her name. She was nice enough uh, when uh, Belmo came up from downstairs because he didn't come in through the front door like all the other pros. Uh, People gravitate to him. Uh, He's larger than life. Um, so my daughter didn't want me to embarrass her (laughs) and be a crazed fan. And so I kind of stood back and I had my Belmo Jersey uh, for him to sign. I've had it in the shop 12 years. Um, I thought this would be a great opportunity to get him to sign it with a Sharpie. And, uh, when he came up out of the stairs, I looked at my daughter, go, I don't think I'm going to get him to sign it. Uh, there was just so many bar patrons that were mobbing him. I know he's only going to have a few minutes before they have to whisk him away to go downstairs. So Natalie looked at me and she said, do you want his autograph? I said, yes, in the worst way, because I didn't know if I was going to get it afterwards. And so she made a path for me. And um, so I'm right behind her. And sure enough, two guys jumped right in front of me. So she turned around and saw now I'm about four or five feet behind her um, being blocked from these two guys. And she looks at me and she says, get over here. And so I kind of made my way. I'm not one of those guys that are going to push your uh, people out of the way to get a picture or uh, an autograph, but um, I, we, we did, we got our picture taken with him. Then I got out the shirt right away. And I said, I know you're super busy. I go, can you please sign this? I've had it in my shop for 12 years. He just was so genuine, so kind. Um, I I had a few words with them, uh, thanking him for changing the landscape of the sport. 
Um, and he just was so gracious. Um, again, I said a few weeks ago, there's a different aura to him. Now that I had a chance to look him in the eye, there's definitely a different aura to him compared to everyone else. I just can't get over how people just gravitate to him. I'll never forget that moment. Okay, so first of all, you should have just sent your daughter. She would have got there and got done a lot quicker than you would have, obviously. <laughs> My she daughter nice is to wait much more shy and meek than me. Yes, but she clearly was not worried about getting through a crowd. She no. was going to get that yeah. done one way or the other. Okay, so you got your jersey sign, which is obviously a good thing. So up on top, what then were you looking at? Because obviously it was below you downstairs. Right. Yeah, there was two uh, monitors or two TVs that had a direct feed. Um, Phil came up with this camera and, and panned the crowd before the start nice. uh, of the tournament. Um, so, uh, it was so loud in there. You couldn't hear yourself talk. Um, uh, they did, uh, the, the crowd did get quiet, uh, before every shot, like it was a studio. Uh, and then as soon as the ball was going down the lane, we were all screaming. We all put our hand in the air when Belmo left the five pin. One of the uh, funniest moments though, is in practice, Belmo takes out the six, nine, uh, on a on a shot and for a point left the two count and then the whole bar is going crazy and he falls to the left into the or falls to the right into the right wall laughing looking back at his captain's picks and he just couldn't believe that he just almost took out the six nine yeah, so right. uh, that made us all crack up laughing upstairs so uh, it was just great I mean again it, it, it any bowler you have to see the holler house number one it has to be a bucket list. I, I kind of did this all just for my daughter to have the ability to see it because when is she going to get down there right. uh, to see it? So uh, I haven't been there since 1986. So for me, it's 37 years since I've been down there. How much has it changed, Dwight? I, I, I told Phil before the show started, I remembered some of the stuff like the bar area. Um, I remember the stairwell to the stairs. The approaches look different. Phil and I were talking about uh, that Gary Daroszewski came in and did some work on the wood to get ready for this. Um, I never got a chance in my life to throw a ball down the lane. Um, my daughter couldn't get over the lawn ball returns and how the balls come back in the All middle. Right. Yeah. Um, so oh, super old school. So I did remember some of it. Uh, and then some of it I didn't remember. Uh, it looked like they changed some signs around downstairs. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe get ready for the show. For but, TV, right. Yeah. yeah. But it just was, again, once in a lifetime so moment. Okay, I, I'm I'm old, but I'm not as old as remembering pin boys. Yeah. So Phil, please do tell, like, where are the pin boys in relation to those pins, like scattering all over the place when Belmont's throwing a ball? Oh, yeah. they because they only had one pin boy back there. Uh, they just would hop to the other other, oh, the side, other side of the other side. Yeah. yeah gotcha. They have a ledge that they normally can sit on or stand yeah. on and then jump down, yeah. set the pins, get out of the way again. Uh, they had a camera but, on there. Yeah, I put a camera down there Beautiful. so you could actually see the pin yeah. boy work. And, and like I said, it was pure brilliance. The, I think. I think. Bryce, uh, Bryce, yeah. Bryce, I think he got the loudest round of applause out of anybody once yes. Belmo thanked him in the in the closing and, credits and stuff like that. And got his ball. Got Belmo signed Belmo. his ball and gave it to the pinboy as so a tip. What yeah. were? I mean, I would have to imagine the PBA guys had never been a part of anything kind of crazy like this with pinboys and the whole deal, right? Or right. no? No, some of them, some of them have been down. They've visited Holler House in the past, but they didn't boulder or anything like that. And to be part of it and see the pinboy in action. That's I mean, they were, they were all they all thought it was really cool. And one of the coolest parts is uh, the score sheet after it was done. We got to yes. get worked on Tom Clark's handwriting a little <laughs> bit, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, Tom Clark was the scorekeeper. And after it was done, they had Belmo and Tommy, all the players signed the score that's sheet. Awesome. It's going down to Arlington, Texas in the International Bowling Hall of Fame and Museum. How cool is that? And all the proceeds that are coming off the live stream, everybody watch all the ads all the way through, please, if you watch the replay of the of the Holler House on live stream. 
watch the ads because every penny of that's going to the international bowling museum and hall of fame down oh, in texas wow. yeah all the admission fees are going down there so yeah and it's a it, it, it's it's a great place to go to to see the history of bowling and sure you know, it, it's yeah we, as we talked about a couple of weeks back we need a pba hall of fame on its own but it's pretty neat to see so down in arlington do we think this happens again oh god i would have to think so what we were talking about upstairs in the bar during this match and i, I made it a, couple, a comment a couple of times on is tommy drones throws his spare ball awfully fast and we were talking about the pin boy getting beaned by one of the pins well one of the shots he did shoot at a at a spare maybe the 810 and one of the pins did fly from one side of the uh lane to the other side where he was sitting yeah right. yeah because there's a little gap in there between where the right. ball reaches where they have to put the ball on and, and drop the ball down so yeah but these kids are smart they've done it long enough they you know you take one in the shins you get a little smarter about where you're sitting back there <laughs> probably so you don't take How you know one in the beam. kids uh, he's a college kid. Bryce oh, college, college yeah, kid. I, college I think kid. he might have been Marcy's grandson. Grant, uh, uh, right? Kathy's grandson, Marcy's okay. great grandson. So there's five, and I mean, five generations have run that place. Oh yeah, you you could tell he's done it. He was working as you know what off. Yeah. Sure, right. yeah, absolutely. And you've got the cameras on you. You know everybody's gonna be watching this. You don't want to screw up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. part of it too. So we think the PBA will go back. I would, I would I actually hope, hope so. Yeah, I mean, if the World Series moves to another location outside of Milwaukee, if they start to rotate it. I hope the USA versus the world comes back every year for that captain's match and they bring it into Holler House. Yeah. I think that's a great way to do it. Absolutely. What kind of people were there outside of the people that were in the bar? Did you did you have any overflow outside at all or no? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, I was actually talking to quite a few of them on our way in. Um, there, there was a, I wish the TV outside would have been a little larger. I, I made a comment to uh, uh, Jamie that I said, I, that that's all that you guys get to watch you know i, I they had a couple of them out there oh, yeah did they? they had two tvs the out one. yeah they had two tvs outside for yeah. everybody to watch and they were 50 <laughs> inches i mean yeah. well how many people yeah. were there 50 or 60 outside yeah. really yeah that mm -hmm. many people oh, yeah. outside the bar oh, yeah. really when, watching when, yeah. when my wife dropped my daughter and i off there was already quite a crowd and then there yeah. was a, a t-shirt stand and where you could buy the t-shirts they also yeah. had a pba back drop we have your picture taken, like what you're sitting behind. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. They, bar out, they set up a temporary bar outside and you get your paps, three hour paps and your five hour Polish beers. And you're, you can't get the blackberry brandy, though. You had to go inside for the Polish blackberry brandy. Never had that so, before. Oh, it's Me good. Stuff. That's, how I, that's how I finished the night after packing up. Had a couple of those with Kathy and Tom and yeah. wife picked me up to help me unload, help me load everything in the car and get get home. Oh, but nice. I was, I was, was saying good. to my daughter two times, three different times, I said, this is our Milwaukee's bowling heaven. It sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, obviously, you can't fit as many people. You can't have what you can't yeah. have at bowling habit necessarily. Yeah. But I mean, that's pretty cool that because you have to think about it. Like, I'll use something else here locally that has not been what it was. You look at the Milwaukee Mile in mm -hmm. West Dallas State Fair Park. I think it's the oldest track in, in the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that has kind of gone by the wayside. I mean, so it's sad. still there. Yeah. We still use it for parking for State Fair. Yep. You can still rent out the track to have races. Um, and now you're having the truck race coming back this summer, which is going to yes. be awesome. The yeah. truck race yeah. is the best thing ever in Milwaukee. Got to get Indy back, though. But for so many, for so long, though, it was just there was nothing there uh, at yes. all. Um, and there are a lot of people, ah, tear it down, start over, whatever. And that Holler House could have been something similar where they could have yes. just let those lanes be abandoned and done nothing with them. Well, the pandemic hit. And because of Marcy's passing and Kathy and Tom taking over, um, uh, they couldn't get COVID funding, all the PPP stuff in the idea because you had to be in business two years as your own business to get any of that stuff. So it was really tough for a while. They were, you know, thinking, uh, we might not get right. our way through and they made their way through. And now that's why I'm glad that this happened for them down there because it's that's bringing awesome. 
so many eyes to this. And I know there's going to be a lot of people coming to town for that PBA Lee Buller Certification National Championship. They're going to go check it out. They're going to go check it out in, in June and July. And Kathy and Tom are ready for them. You know, come on That's down awesome. and say, they'll stay. If they get a crowd, they'll stay open late on a Saturday night. They're not that way. Sure. And, and another thing, um, I'm sure Phil knows about this, but um, it was told by us as we were getting a tour of the place from one of the patrons there that the Eagles, every time that they came into town and played, Joe Walsh and the Eagles would come down to the Holler really? House, not only drink, but bowl. That's awesome. Joe Walsh yeah. has the highest score in the history of Holler House, 29,311 in one game. He's, there's a score sheet where Joe Mark's score, and all of a sudden he's, he's got like 152 in the third. He gets a strike <laughs> in the fourth, and then he all of a sudden he's got 3,000. And, oh and, and he autographed Just remember, it. life's been good to him so far. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, right, he, and he autographed it's it. And jokes. It's in a prominent place on the wall downstairs. In, That's uh, cool. In the bar. Yeah. See, now again, now this would be a, a situation because you'll be back at Bolero again, right? For this thing in June and July. Yep. So I don't know if Bolero would allow it, but I mean, they should have like Holler House flyers. You know, like on the tables and stuff for people that don't know about it or whatever the case they've may got be. a whole great cross promotion they've got a whole package the P, uh the pbm blows put together that for everybody that's buoyant that's going to be there and you can scan oh, and good. plus you can scan it on your phone so it comes up yes. on your phone so you have everything oh yeah they're they've got all that they've got a whole bunch of stuff up at valero already yeah that's awesome so, yeah all so. right so what are we expecting this week world series of bowling already underway mm-hmm. a million games are going to be bowled at holler <laughs> uh, at uh, valero uh this right. week but from a fan standpoint what should we expect from or don't get we there, know? Get there early, if you, especially in the night squads, because uh, the number of spectators is kind of a tight fit. So if you want to see your favorite player, make sure you get there early to, to make sure you can follow them. Uh, it's 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 a tight it's a tight squeeze at Bolero Wauwatosa, but uh, you're you're pretty close to the action. You can see everybody that you want to see by just moving a few pairs. They're using the 48 lane side, and I think as the week gets on, I think the 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 cream's going to rise to the top again. I mean, we're one day in. EJ Tackett on the Cheetahs just outside the top 10. We talked to Anthony Simonson. He's sitting around 20, 25th, 26th, same for Belmo. Uh, you give these guys enough games, and even though these, Belmo was under, Belmo was 102nd place after two games yesterday. Did he fret? Did doesn't he do it? Matter. No, it doesn't matter. Because he matter. knows he has 60 games this week. <laughs> plus, <laughs> what he just said. Oh plus plus next week, if right. you make the top 12, you come back next week, Thursday, for 12 games of match play, and that's how they're going to get the final five for TV yeah, on Sunday the 23rd. Think of that, 60 Crazy. games this yeah. week, and no. yet a lot of people can barely get through a weekend at City or State Tournament yeah, right. bowling nine games yes. in two days. You're bowling your league season in a week. Right. These in guys a week. Are, in a week. <laughs> think about that. I know. That is insane. I mean, physically. Yeah. I mean, Simon says, uh, like, oh, I don't really do much. But, dude, to throw 60 games, man, Physically, you'd yeah, be was feeling really, it. I was really surprised by that answer. I thought for sure that he'd kind of, I mean. Well, I mean, part of it is you bowl so much, so you're using those same muscles over and over are, again. Right. I guess so that. that is the exercise. It's different than, like, say, me over the weekend, Easter weekend, going out and throwing a baseball for the first time yeah. in months and then feeling sore the next day. These guys are doing the same thing but, every day. But yeah. it was funny because, you know, we talked about uh, Tiger Woods changing the landscape of golf and having his yeah. own trainers. And uh, yeah. now um, every one of them, all the golf pros have their own uh, posse that takes care of their uh, physical training and their exercising and everyone trying to copy what Tiger did because Tiger won everything. Right. And then there's still John Daly on the Champions Tour looking like Santa Claus, yes. big old gut, everything like that. He doesn't big drop Soviet off an injury, mouth. really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, just I me. Mean, I mean, Stu Williams isn't exactly a, a prime physical specimen, but back in the World Series in 2017, he bowled 118 games during that World Series, because it had match play and all kinds of other stuff, 118 games in eight days. 
I can't even imagine. And that. then imagine the practice and stuff like that. What does your hand look like at that point? Oh yeah. Well, I think nowadays protective protective tapes. Yeah, a lot of yeah. guys with the protective tapes and you know, a little new, on the preventative new skin. Dude, back in the yeah. day, you both yeah. nine gays, my thumb would be all torn up. I'd have yeah. new skin on it and the whole deal. So I got a quick old story sure. for us. Uh, so in 1985, I had ambitions of being a pro. Um, I, uh, but I later looked at it. If I couldn't win bowling with the champs, how was I going to win anything nationally? So I followed, uh, there was a pro in town that had a pro shop, Jimmy certain. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I followed Jimmy at celebrity for his eight game block. And so, uh, the, um, they had the lockers, uh, in the middle of the building where the pros would oh, yeah. put their bowling balls. I that. Yeah. Right. And so, um, that's all roped off and the fans can't get back there. Well, Jimmy looks at me cause I followed him all eight games and says, come on. And, I, and there's a security guard there. And I said, I, I can't go under that rope. Uh, and he looks at me, goes, raises the rope. Come on. And, he, and so all it, all it was was basically shelving uh, for their bowling balls. That's basically what it what is it. But Jimmy Certain happened to have his bag right next to Pete Weber's spot. So Pete Weber and I are the same age. So that means Weber would have been in his early 20s also. Fiery. Well, he never <laughs> looked at Jimmy or I. Um, he, he looked straight down. But the image I remember, I'll never forget, is he would take a piece of new skin and then a, a, a liquid, uh, the liquid patch, yeah. and coat his thumb, put a piece of new skin on. Then he'd go to a different section of his thumb. His thumb was literally white with new skin and patches before he got started for his block. That's how they did it back then before all these protective tapes came out. Oh, and I... As a driller, you know, Dwight, I mean, the technology with how to measure a hand yeah. and drill pitches and all that stuff yeah. has changed so much in 30 years. And now, especially if these guys are two-handers and no thumb, I don't ever hear of a single two-hander with finger issues. I mean, Kyle Triple yes. K, he cut a nail too close, and he got an ingrown nail. That, and that wasn't from the ball. That no. wasn't from the ball, no. no. So it, it's just interesting. But even the guys that still have their thumb in the ball, you know, a little protective tape and the right pitches and everything in the thumb. Yeah. And these guys are, are good to go. And it's not the gripping and rip it death release. Yeah. We all had back like in Mark the day, Roth. right? Yeah. It's, it's softer hands. You watch these guys. I mean, you hear guys having more physical issues with other parts of the body than their than fingers the and wrists, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what it was in the eighties and nineties. It was all guys blowing out their wrists. Tommy DeLutz jr. Was a, a prime example of that. Yeah. Great bowler on tour. Had a great, uh, had a bunch of years wrist went bam. Yeah, so we, we didn't have guys like Mo Pinnell in the 70s and 80s. There was Bill Hall, of yeah. course, but uh, Mo changed everything when it came to proper fitting. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of changes, and that's what's really helped these guys stay in the game for a lot longer nowadays. I mean, Parker making the Masters show yes, right? in his late 50s. Old. Yeah, Nobody did that in 1979. I mean, Billy Hardwick was old when he tried winning the TOC in like 1979. Yeah. You know, that was old back then when you were pushing 40. That's wild. All right, looking forward to hearing the stories because uh, you'll have Phil down there. You're going to be oh, yeah. out there most of the week, right? I'm, yeah, doing some behind-the-scenes stuff for the PBA video. You'll see a lot of it coming out on YouTube and that in the next couple of weeks. But if you see me on the concourse, say hi, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know you're listening to Spare Time. Spare Time Bullet Show, man. Download it today. Tell your friends. Tell your family members. Uh, each and every week we do it. And uh, looking forward to doing it again. Again, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple YouTube. It's everywhere that uh, you want us to be. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles.